another thing that we were talking about was the realism. Like, I was looking into attachment theory and the gratification center in our minds. And I thought, like, well, maybe people who have an insecure attachment style like The Bachelor too, because they can see, like, specific people talking about, well, I have trouble being vulnerable in my relationship. And they might not say that out loud to themselves, oh, me too. But deep down, they're like, oh, I can relate with that because I also have those issues. And then watching those people travel throughout the show and seeing emotions and their decision making is interesting to watch but also I probably do that too getting attached to the characters on the show who aren't really characters but if we see them as characters it's easy to separate ourselves again I realized as I was interviewing people it's mostly adults who I'm interviewing they're not really gonna tell me all their deepest darkest secrets about like (laughs) when they were teenagers their dating history and everything so I can't really prove that hypothesis, especially if the general idea that I'm going off of is my experience and then asking other people. So I thought that maybe I can open up my hypothesis a little bit more and start interviewing or giving surveys to teenagers. Mm -hmm. My first guests on the podcast, we talked about the types of TV that we watched when we were little and Disney movies and the subliminal messages that they have. Oh, fascinating. Even when I was in kindergarten, my parents would tell me, you had a whole list of boys that you wanted to marry and in what order. (laughs) And I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm five. Why do I need to be thinking about that? But as Uh I've gotten older, it's still a consistent thought. So talking to teenagers about certain expectations that you have for romantic relationships Are there any tropes that you feel connected to or a romantic fantasy that you have? And how do you see that in the content that you choose to indulge in? And Uh do you think that helps you stray away from unhealthy romantic ideas? Or do you think it feeds into those unhealthy romantic ideas? Yeah, I mean, like as you're talking, I was thinking, wow, it is really shocking that The Bachelor has remained as popular as it is. The Bachelor's been around a really long time, right? And society has changed so much in the time since that show was first created. It's surprising that a show that is so heteronormative, so like cisgender, so, you know, the the pinnacle of life is marriage. Um, So white, sort of telling people that affluence and like fancy clothing and a huge rock on your finger is what you need. And those are all things that I feel like we have we have really become a very different society than we were when that show launched. And it feels like all the subliminal messaging of what that show is saying to viewers feels out of step with where we're headed as a country. And that makes it so fascinating to me that it is still as popular as it is, which I think speaks to like how deeply ingrained those, um, you know, sort of princessy fantasy tropes are in our, in our upbringing. You know, the fact that both you and I at five years old were like, who am I going to marry? How does a five-year-old get that in their head? You know, like these, societal biases and expectations are so insidious. They just seep in, in ways that are wild. Just like I mentioned earlier while talking with my mentor, my original hypothesis 
was close to impossible to support. Originally, my hypothesis was people who watch The Bachelor obsessively have an insecure attachment style and unrealistic fantasies about love and romance. Like I mentioned, adults are not going to tell me about their relationships with their parents or their insecurities within relationships, so it's nearly impossible to get any real data. So instead, I changed my hypothesis to the media that we consume as children impact our ideas surrounding love and romance. To test this hypothesis, I released a survey and asked numerous questions to discover the connections between the shows people watch and how they feel about topics regarding romance in their personal lives and in the world. I sent the survey out to specifically seniors. I wanted teenagers who had had the most experience with media to answer these questions. The questions I included in the survey are mostly the topics that I discussed with my mentor. There are six specific responses that I'd like to highlight. I chose these responses because they have diverse answers and I can make connections within them. I'll begin with participant number three. As a child, participant number three liked Disney Channel and silly cartoons. Today, they like to watch drama, action, horror, and thriller TV shows and movies. The tropes that they chose were superhero, secret romance, friends to lovers, and pretend relationships. And I found it interesting that they would like to see one of these tropes play out in their own life. Participant number three didn't watch many princess movies growing up, but they did watch Mulan. They admired her family values and took away that they should do what they need to do first and not prioritize romance. This leads into the qualities that they admire in their favorite character, which are eloquence and ambition. I'm going to read out exactly what they have to say about the unrealistic representation of love and romance and gender roles in children's movies. Again, I can't really say yes or no for sure because I've watched such a limited amount. But with that in mind, I don't think it pushes it onto kids too much. For reference, I've only watched Mulan, Princess and the Frog, Brave, Tangled, and Frozen. If it did give those unrealistic expectations, I would also expect the previous generations to have them as well. Since Disney didn't come up with these concepts, they've been around for a long time as short stories or by word of mouth. It might give unrealistic expectations in terms of beauty, but I don't think it does with romance. I think this is really interesting considering the movies that this person has watched are pretty progressive Disney movies. I mean, if I talk about Tangled specifically, and even Frozen, even though the main focus is like Rapunzel and Tangled, for example, leaving the tower and kind of beginning her life, Flynn Rider is a big part of that. And he's basically the reason that she's even able to leave the tower, which creates an attachment to him, I believe. We don't really see who Rapunzel is outside of the tower without Flynn. We only see her inside of the tower and all the things she does and is passionate about when she's by herself and has no option. And then the adventure she goes on with Flynn, even though I'd say she still is herself, he is still a major part of her life and continues to be once she falls in love with him and marries him. And Frozen, it's hard to say whether the focal point of Frozen, well, I guess it really depends on the person. It seems like participant number three wasn't focused on the relationship between Anna and Hans and Anna and Kristoff, 
which I thought was a big part of the movie, but that's probably just because of my ideas surrounding romance. Like, that is a big preoccupation for me. But it's hard to say, like, is the movie really about, like, Elsa escaping? Or is it about the relationships between our siblings? I guess when you're cooped up in a house all of your life and you don't get to, you know, open the doors, similar to Tangled, you kind of just fall into the lap of whoever shows you the most attention, which was Hans. And, you know, Anna was really naive and she kind of just gave in to Hans's um, endearing personality. He was very, I mean, he seemed trustworthy. He was uh, good at whatever he was trying to do. Obviously, wasn't good. But I think, I just think that's really interesting. I mean, the only movie that this person mentioned that, has no romantic interest whatsoever is Brave. And Brave does focus on familial relationships, which I think is great. But I don't know. I think the I think almost the fact that excluding Brave, there still has to be a man in the movie to like make it whole. These women, despite like being independent and wanting their own lives and having goals and dreams, at the end of the day, the man seals the deal, which I think is interesting, but that's not what this person took away from it, which is good for them, honestly. And here was their answer for, do young adult films and TV shows give an unrealistic representation of love and romance and gender roles? They said, because there's such a diversity in young adult films and TV, it's hard to say. I personally don't like fantasy or supernatural aspects in romance, but I know it can give unrealistic expectations to those who consume it regularly. But even with films and TV that are more realistic, I think it raises people's standards even more because it is realistic. When they watch something where the characters are like real people, or they see themselves in the main character and see someone love them for how they are, it gives them a why not me or me and who feeling. Even if what the love interest is doing is not particularly intimate or special because we see it all the time in media, it sets that expectation in real life. And when we see people who won't even do these basic things, our standards get lower. I also think that age in the characters is a big factor in how we see these stories. The same thing happening to someone of high school age is different than the same thing happening to someone in their 30s, as the first love or innocence aspect is gone. I think the latter tends to be more realistic and that people chalk up their first love more than any other relationship. When people read or watch young adult fiction centered around someone their age versus an adult, it creates a dynamic where they can enjoy romance but without having to put themselves into the story. Hmm, I think this is so interesting, especially the part where they say the fact that young adult films tend to be more realistic because they aren't fantastical makes people have higher expectations. I think that's really interesting. So participant number three said that TV and films have influenced their feelings and opinions about romance today. They say they have felt social pressures to have a romantic relationship. They do know what the eight types of love are, but they don't think that they're nice to know or helpful. They agree that romantic love is glorified in today's society and media, and it has affected them personally. Here's what they have to say about that. I also have an unrealistic expectation about love and romance, but not as a teenager. I rather experience the stories I've watched where the main characters are older than my age, but that still sets up expectations for the future. 
It hasn't affected me deeply and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but I wonder how someone who doesn't have any expectations would approach the relationship and expect to be treated. I also think that media glorifies and shows romantic love too much and doesn't show platonic or familial love enough, which tends to make up my favorite shows. If there was more emphasis on any love other than romantic, I think people wouldn't have those same expectations for romance because they would have some other expectations fulfilled by their friends or family. Instead, things that show that person they care without being intimate or romantic can make people uncomfortable and isn't as common. There's also a notion that boys and girls can't be friends, which I disagree with. So participant number five liked to watch Disney Channel and Nickelodeon when they were younger. Today, they like to watch dramas and actions. Participant five loves it all, and it seems like they like romance a lot in their dramas. They enjoy the tropes, boy meets girl, star-crossed lovers, enemies to lovers, love triangle, fate soulmate, hero's journey, superhero, secret billionaire, friends to lovers, and pretend relationships. But they would not like to see any of these tropes play out in their life, which I think is extremely interesting. Have they ever felt social pressure to be in a relationship? They said yes. They also said that they do believe that romantic love is glorified in today's society and it has affected them personally. They didn't choose to expand on this question, but I'd like to make inferences based on their answers. I think it's important to participant number five that they don't fit into the gender-specific stereotype. Something that they strongly dislike in young adult films is that the man always ends up saving the woman and that a successful woman who is seemingly living an amazing life needs a man to make her happy. I think it's important to also recognize that things that we enjoy on TV can be completely different than what we want to see in our own lives. For example, I know people who like to watch Viking, like historical dramas that they couldn't relate to because they were thousands and thousands of years ago or Star Trek, or even Law and Order, which isn't fiction most of the time, but it's still like unrelated to their own lives. I think sometimes even romance, even though it's pretty intense and mushy, sometimes can be an escape from our own lives. Maybe some people can be trying to escape feeling pressure from their peers and they would just like to see it on TV because it seems that's where unrealistic things belong. Next up is participant number eight. Participant number eight liked to watch Disney Channel, PBS Kids, and Nickelodeon as a child. Somehow, their watching habits have changed drastically since now they really only watch sports. But the tropes that they enjoy include Hero's Journey and Friends to Lovers, which I find extremely interesting because where do you find that in a sports game exactly? When I asked the question, would you like to see this show play out in your own life, participant number eight says maybe. Regardless of the shows that they watch, there's still an inkling of interest in Friends to Lovers and Hero's Journey. So this might have to do with the romantic life or the desire to come upon their purpose through different obstacles or adventures. When reflecting on the subliminal messages in children's shows, they said that most of them had to do with being active and being kind, which I think is true to the types of TV shows that they said that they watched as children, especially on T PBS Kids. When they think about the qualities of TV characters that they'd like to have, 
They say that they would like to be smooth in conversation and interactions. Is this something that they don't think that they have? Being smooth in conversations is also an aspect of the ideal partner that we see in romantic films a lot. One person is super good at starting conversations and flirting and being not attractive just visually, but also in their tone and their demeanor. They're just very welcoming and they aren't awkward. And that's something that attracts people to them. So I don't know. I won't make any drastic assertions here. And this this trend continues. They don't believe that there are unrealistic representations of love or romance in Disney movies or children's films. They think that there's a significant amount of value in family and friends, which is just as important as romantic love, they say. However, in young adult films, they say that a good amount of them are entirely focused on romance, which they feel is not proportional to real life. But they do recognize that finding that sort of love is important. They say that TV has not influenced their feelings about love or romance today, but they have felt pressure to have a romantic relationship. I think this says a lot about how personal feelings don't always have to guide how we feel pressured. The people around us are also where pressure comes from and where our influences come from. Just based off the three responses I've just read, individuals take in media completely differently depending on how they were raised and their personalities. So say this person grew up around a bunch of people who do emphasize the importance of romantic love because of just how they've been raised. Just having those types of messages being pushed at them will give them the pressure to pursue these types of things even if they personally aren't interested in them. They don't believe that love is glorified in today's media and it hasn't affected them personally. But it may also be because they haven't been looking for it. They don't feed into these types of things, so they wouldn't recognize it even if it was there. But I would like to note that the messages that they took away from the kids' shows that they watched was the importance of friends and family. And they do recognize the importance of romantic love. But I think maybe because of the emphasized value in friends, they enjoy friends to lovers for that reason. There isn't any unrealistic encounter that brings the two of them together. It isn't necessarily fate. The relationship that they would possibly prefer is based on a foundational relationship that has already been created and that they value personally. Now, I find participant number nine's answers especially interesting. This person also watched Nickelodeon as a child and enjoys action and sports as a teenager. They say that they enjoy fate and soulmate and friends to lovers tropes the most, but they would not like to see this in their life. They acknowledge that a lot of TV and films encourage an unrealistic lifestyle, but despite that, they still want the same lifestyle as their favorite TV character. If I scroll down to their answer for has glorification of romantic love affected you personally and do you think romantic love is glorified in today's society, they say that they do recognize that romantic love is glorified in today's society, but they don't think it's affected them personally. They say that, I think that although it is very glorified in today's society and media, I feel that I have not let it get to me. They can appreciate the love stories of friends and lovers or fate and soulmate, and they can appreciate the lavish lifestyle or whatever lifestyle it is that their favorite character 
lives, but they recognize that that's not realistic. Participant 10 says that the subliminal messages in kids' shows are telling children that women need a man to be desirable. When they think about the qualities of their favorite character that they wish they had, they say that they wish they had confidence or more confidence like their favorite character. I think something like desirability based on relationship status can affect people's confidence a lot. So I can see how these two things may be connected for some people. They also mention how in Disney movies, a lot of what we see is two-dimensional. They say we only hear and see the physical aspects of the relationship, not the other internal portions as well. I think physical aspects of romantic relationships are also emphasized in a lot of teenagers' minds as well. Going back to participant three, I think a lot of teenagers might be feeling like they need the physical aspects, which isn't true. A relationship is deeper than just physical, and I think a lot of teenagers do crave the internal portions, but it's also a lot of what I talked about with the adults that I interviewed who are bachelor watchers. There's a lot of love depicted as physical connection and not as much of the internal bonding we don't really get to see that happening and when we do it's really brief and pretty shallow sometimes participant 10 says that they love watching young adult content because there's always a sense of hope and optimism but they're not sure if this makes it unrealistic and i don't think it does i think Optimism and hope are things that we need in real life, and I think that's a great message that young adult films show. Participant number 11 is very, very adamant about the unrealistic aspect of both of these genres. For Disney films, they say that their stereotypical approach to gender norms with 99% of men being broad-shouldered specimens who are always brave princes, with women being portrayed as helpless damsels in distress with impossible anatomy and capable of solving any problems without a big strong man swooping in to save her is pretty stereotypical. On other occasions, the romance aspect seems forced and awkward. It's bad writing covered up and sugar-coated by the story following a trend of they went through a lot, so of course they fall in love. To me, that's just a highly unrealistic view on relationships that gets planted into children's head perpetuating toxic stereotypical gender roles, especially emphasizing they went through a lot, so of course they fall in love. I think people might assume if they go through an experience with someone that that kind of gives them the right to want to pursue a relationship and it might not be mutual. I don't know, but I also am really resonating with what they're saying about the unrealistic body image that a lot of Disney movies portray. For young adult films, they say, if anything, I find young adult media to be equal to, if not worse than Disney films, with these often teenager characters being casted by much older conventionally attractive actors. This can very easily lead to unnatural beauty norms, creating peer pressure, anxiety, and more unconventional gender norms influenced by this media. An example of this would be how women should be in perfect shape and wear makeup, which could make someone feel wildly unhappy about their body. I completely understand that. But participant 11 is very adamant about 
not conforming to these strict gender roles and tries to help their friends stay away from it and just be themselves, which I think is amazing. Now that I've concluded going over the six answers that I'd like to highlight, I'd like to give a broad summary of the statistics that I like to point out the most. Out of the 18 responses, the top two tropes that these teenagers in high school enjoyed the most were hero's journey and friends to lovers. 72.2% have felt social pressure to engage in a romantic relationship. An extremely interesting statistic is 50% believe that the shows that they watched from childhood till now influenced their opinions and feelings about romance today. When you flip the script and ask teenagers, has the glorification of romantic love personally affected you? Only 55.6% say yes, which is very different compared to the 88.9% who say that it affects society. So can I say that my hypothesis is supported? Not really, based on the statistics, but based on the just the six answers that I've gone over and dissected myself, I feel like it has. So, I mean, I'm not a psychologist. A lot of the observations that I made are just inferences based on the answers. But through my eyes, I feel like whether big or small it has, being affected does not mean that you're pursuing romantic relationships or have a bad relationship with love it just means that you recognize it and it impacts your thinking it impacted everyone's thinking i don't think it's something that everybody thinks about all the time and i think that was apparent in um participant eight they're not looking for this type of thing this is not like how they were raised it's not what they prioritize but either way that's one out of six people and 18 people in total so i don't know I feel like it's important. Based on what I said right now, I feel like some people, you know, you can always trust that they're being honest. I don't know, based on my inferences, you know, maybe I should be a psychologist. I think I did a great job. 